This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our phone-in show. Wow, they're like London buses, these. You wait for them for ages, then two come along at once. We did our first one yesterday in quite a while. Uh, and just before I have an hour spare, before I start my deadline day shift over at Football London at four o'clock, I thought I'd jump on and see if we can get some opinions flying around about the current state of deadline day. If you're watching this on Catch Up, I can tell you that we did this show at 3 p.m. on deadline day, uh, up until I'm assuming four or as close too so if you're thinking what they're talking about it's all out of date we're going for Neymar now at this point well I can tell you that that happens later on in the day so do uh, bear that in mind when you are catching up but this is our phone-in show which means it's an opportunity for you guys the listeners to get on throw your opinions about give your frustrations your praises of the club uh, an opportunity to get them out there so if you'd like to join a link in the description will bring you into the call as long as you're over the age of 18 you've got a quiet place to record a fairly strong internet and a webcam you're all good to go um so let's without further ado bring on our first couple of callers first of all it's josh how you doing josh how you doing good yeah yeah very good mate very good indeed glad to have another debutant on the channel i hear you've, you thank said you. before you've been listening for a couple of months a recent subscriber which is always nice to see but yeah thank you for coming on much appreciate we've also got pablo in the building as well who's frustratingly been around a lot longer uh <laughs> not only on the, on this earth but also of course in the channel how you doing mate you good Feeling the love, Tom. I'm feeling the love. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing is when you become a member, you'd think you'd get so much more love. But actually, I just use the time to wind you guys up even that much more. That's what happened. Um, Josh, I'll start with you, mate. Tell me how you're feeling current state of play. I mean, I should probably update people as to what kind of the latest situation is. As we are aware, the only real opportunity for Arsenal this deadline day appears to be Douglas Louise from Aston Villa. Supposedly, personal terms between Arsenal and the player have been agreed and a meeting between Edu and the player has taken place. Uh, there's been no information about any kind of bids, either one being offered and accepted. There could potentially be a, a bid in place but there's been nothing about it actually being rejected at this point or whether or not an improved offer will come if it is indeed rejected. But that's kind of where we're at. So, Josh, based upon where we're at, what are your yeah. thoughts? Um, I'm pretty confident he's going to come. I'm not going to lie. Um, mm. Obviously, at the moment, I've seen earlier today that you've got Dendonka looking like he's going to go. 
yes. over to Aston Villa from Wolves. So it's looking like a little triangle is slowly being completed. So I'm pretty confident he's on his way. Um, my opinion on it, I think it's probably the best of a bad situation, if I'm completely honest. Um, you look around the market in regards to CDMs. Um, I was literally just looking here, actually, on my computer at the moment, trying to scout out and see if I could think of anyone even better. Um, that's either Premier League proven or you can say is going to be there for three, four, five, six years. And there's nothing. There's absolutely diddly squat out there. So, I just, yeah, I think it is probably the best of a bad situation. Um, I personally, if I think you didn't have the two injuries, I don't think they would have gone ahead and done it. Mm. However, because of that, I think they're going to be forced down a little rabbit hole into it. Um, and I think you're going to probably then see someone like Tillemans probably join in January for about 20 million. Yeah, uh, I, I do sort of agree with you, uh, especially in terms of kind of the, the deal being brought forwards. It did seem, Pablo, like a winger was the priority, you know, up until, especially with Nicolas Pepe being allowed to leave on loan, you know, that the timing of his loan being completed and Elneny and Partey and Zinchenko all getting injured in the space of 48 hours was particularly kind of frustrating. So, what do you make of the of Arsenal shifting focus? And is it a frustration for you that we probably won't end up getting that wide player? Uh, yeah, I mean, we all know that Saka could do a bit of support. Um, is to be honest, he's not really been performing that great this season. Mm. And it'd be nice to have sometimes like fresh legs come in and that little bit of competition like we're getting in so many other places. But I mean. For me personally, I was really hoping for a wide player, like you said before, Tom, a wide player that can basically sort of play up front as well because we get injuries or anything. Yeah, Draxler, yeah, why not? <laughs> Draxler news, I <laughs> love that. Back for Draxler. Draxler news, where is he? He's going to Benfica, <laughs> apparently. But yeah. Um, yeah, the frustrating thing is, is that, I mean, we've been calling out for a midfielder right from the beginning of the transfer window. And for some odd reason, I just don't know why we sort of never went for it. Personally, I would have had it done ages ago. Yeah, be it Tillisman, whoever, like to me, it doesn't matter. Like, because I trust Arteta and Edu to bring in the right players. So, whoever they bought in in midfield should have been done a little while back because we're not too far away from really being short in midfield. I know we have numbers there, but it's quality. Yeah, so with Partey yeah. gone, all right, Nakonga, he was phenomenal, I thought, <laughs> yesterday, absolutely brilliant. But you don't know with him. He could play like that this week. He's only young and then play against United and be completely off. I mean, look at the game against Liverpool last season where he really struggled. I know different circumstances, but to me, I strongly believe that we should have had the midfield wrapped up and then now we could have just been concentrating. But unfortunately, because of the injuries, we're stuck with having to do what we're going to do. But to me, not just because I'm sorry, mate, not just because I'm Brazilian, but I really <laughs> like Douglas Luiz. I can't wait for him to yeah. come. If he does come, but I can't see Villa letting him go. Yeah, it's it's going to be touch and go. I think it's going to. I feel like it's a fifty-fifty situation. Let's bring in our, our third caller uh, onto the channel. It's Kay. How you doing, Kay? You good? Hey, Tom. Not too bad. How about yourself? How's the yeah, not here? bad, man. Not bad. Glad to see you have a debut. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, tell yeah. me what your thoughts are uh, around this opportunity right now. Uh, about the transfer window, yeah. Yeah, mate. Uh, you know, listen. I think. Um... You know, first of all, it's, it's really funny that financial fair play was brought up this transfer window, Tom, when um, we've seen teams spending you know, ex exorbitant amounts of money, really, um, for players that, you know, probably wouldn't have that value in a, near, in a normal window. And it's just mm. been a 
pretty old window, I'd say, post the pandemic and um, teams just spending so much money to try and kind of plug in some holes that probably, you know, wouldn't, I mean, it's obviously money can fix something, but it wouldn't fix the whole thing. So, you know, and, and it's good to see Arsenal having a good strategy, uh, a strategy that is very clear and focused. Uh, the, the club know what they want. Uh, the fans are bought into this strategy, uh, more or less. Obviously, we all have comments about things that we could have done or didn't do. Obviously, you know, we're linked with Louise this morning. That's also good um, because we know we've got uh, some issues and in, in injuries. But overall, I'd say when you look at when Arteta joined and the signings we were making then and where we're at right now, we've made such a huge you know, leap uh, mm. in terms of the quality of signings, in terms of the profile of signings. We're very clear on what we want and we're willing to kind of stand our ground if we don't get what we want, even if it comes at the cost of, you know, media savaging us or <laughs> sometimes our own yeah. fans. Um, so, you know, my views on all of this is uh, overall very positive. Uh, I like what we've done. We've solidified so many uh, positions that we knew we needed depth in. Not everything, but we're heading in the right direction. And I think what Arsenal need to do now is hold their ground, um, have have a good plan, uh, from now until, say, uh, the World Cup and then post the World Cup, obviously, you're going to have all kinds of potential wilderness in the Premier League happening because of all kinds of issues that happen in the World Cup. And then we'll, get, we'll head into January, which I think will be a busier than usual January. Um, mm. And I'd like to see us make more moves in January for players that we probably wouldn't have been able to move for in this summer for one reason or the other. But it opens an opportunity in January closer to the end of their contract possibly um, or maybe because from now until January their clubs have changed their minds and that's another thing we're not talking about. Um, right now a lot of clubs are holding their cards close to their chest but they might not do that in January. And if we can hold out from now until January, I think we've got a real good opportunity here to get some players that maybe right now we would pay premium for. And maybe in a few months' time, their value would just drop. Tielemans being a good example of that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Tielemans is a really interesting one. Obviously, we were linked, Josh, with him throughout the entirety of the summer transfer window. It was clear that there was an interest, you know, from Arsenal in the player. Douglas Louise is interesting. I mean, I've, I've pre-recorded a tactical breakdown of him that I will drop if if indeed it looks like, you know, Douglas Louise is going to happen. It's, it's difficult doing a tactical breakdown on deadline day because you don't know or not whether the player is going to come in. Um, so that will drop on the channel if indeed it does look like it's going to be going through. But one of the interesting from looking at the pair and also hearing some of the expert insight is that Louise seems to flourish more actually in kind of a number eight position rather than the number six position. And when he's freed into that role, He's kind of, as as our expert guest on the show says, he's, quote, 10 times the player that he is playing at six. So is there not a contradiction in Arsenal going for, say, someone like Louise when Tillemann seems to be available for a similar price? So what is the explanation, do you think, behind that? Oh, let me take you off mute quickly. That's me. There you go. You're fine now. I think it's got, like, as I said to you just a minute ago, like looking around for an actual out-and-out six, no sort of number eight, it's not a box-to-box midfielder or anything like that. They are basically non-existent at the moment in the market. So I think they're trying to find someone that has the flexibility and, ironically, the versatility to be able mm. to play both roles. Um, it, that's all I can put it down to. But I think as well, there's probably... I don't want to sound really patronising because I thought he played really, really, really well yesterday. But Sambi Lakonga, um, I think they're looking at it from the perspective of he played well yesterday. But if we get into a situation where 
come, I don't know, United and he gets absolutely walked over, for instance, or he's getting pushed in too fast, too deep, too quick, that they have to have someone there to turn to. And I think apart from that, if you didn't bring him in, I think you're probably going to be looking to play Ben White there. That's the only Mm. other option I can think of. And I'm personally not the biggest fan of that idea. Um, I think he could do it, but could he do it for a sustained, I don't know, six, seven, eight weeks, if it turns out to be that long? Um, I think that could very quickly be the season, not gone, but I think you'd soon start to really, really, really struggle. And then you get something like a Tomiyasu injury or anything like that. He's then there to play right back. You've then got Cedric coming in. And you're soon only a couple of injuries away from having a very thin squad when everyone else has got five subs left, right and centre. And I think you're going to start struggling and playing midweek football as well. I think, yeah, mm. it, literally it's strength in numbers. Yeah, uh, and strength in numbers is going to be key when we've got these competitions coming up and we're now seeing El Nenny potentially out for a long period of time. And Partey, as we know, is so unreliable regarding his fitness. What was it, 58% of his games he's managed to play in since arriving from Atletico Madrid, which is mad small amount of yeah. uh, opportunities. Pablo, you know, you said there you like Louise a lot. I didn't really get to push you on that. What is it about Louise that's kind of really got you excited if he is the player that comes in? Uh, his partner's quite fit. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's honest. At least you're honest. (laughs) No, he's... um, What I like about him... I bet you're a buzzer when Zinchenko arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, The thing about him is that um, he's got that sort of South American way of playing where you don't take no sort of crap on the pitch, yeah? Um, We need someone like that that's got like that doggy sort of attitude about him. Um, he's really technically good. I don't think he gets enough credit for being like for his technical abilities. He's actually really good, and he's more mobile than say someone like Shaka. Yeah, although don't get me wrong, I think Shaka's been immense this season so far, but he's a lot more mobile in that centre midfield, and he's still young. He's 24. He's got time to grow. And playing under someone like Arteta with um, obviously Partey and Shaka and learning from all these sort of players is only going to get better. And I think it's a better option than Melo with Liverpool, what Liverpool have gone for as well. Yeah, and obviously we were linked. Kate, I see you nodding along there. You think this is a better option than, say, Arthur Melo that we've been linked to before? I mean, I think so. Yeah, I think Arthur Melo comes with a baggage. Um, and and it's it's very clear that we've, uh, we've we've kind of been skipping players that come with those baggages, um, which which probably explains why, you know, some of the other targets that have gone to, you know, we've been linked with some of those players for a while and they've gone elsewhere. And, and I think Melo's one of those profiles that's probably on the edge where, you know, the, the, the club probably looked at it and said, you know, we may be able to um, do away with Melo and continue to build our own resources because ultimately we have resources for the future, whereas that would be somebody who would come in on a very short term and probably leave after that short term because he's not the kind of pl- profile we want long term. You think about missing out on a wide player because that does seem to be the area that we won't be bringing in this window. I mean, I'm, I'm actually relaxed about that personally. Uh, I think that we've got good firepower now, um, and I think we've got a lot of deputants that are yet to play. Um, so we know that obviously Vieira is, is the name that comes up. Uh, we know he's going to get minutes in the Europa League. I mean, Arteta pretty much said so in the last press conference. Um, 
And I think we could see some surprises there. Uh, we've seen in the past players of that profile really go leaps and bounds so quickly that, you know, in a few months, we might not even be talking about this. But then there's other players, of, of course. Um, we've got Marquinhos Smith-Rowe coming back into fitness. Um, and we've got interchange with our positions. That's really good. You could play Jesus in different places and get Nketiah up front. Or you could get Martinelli on the right and get Jesus on the left. And, you know, you've got so many different options that you could do that I think... Um, it's being made more than it should be purely because of that whole mystery winger discussion we've been having all summer, really. Mm. And I think if we look at our squad, yes, we could use with a winger. And I think, was it Arteta said more firepower? Um, he did, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, look, we all know that if we get a midfielder, the shape and the balance of the team is so much better considering our injuries than right now focusing on the forward. Indeed. There's over 900 of you watching at the moment. Thank you so much for the continued support. If you are wondering how you get on us, and a couple of people put uh, comments into the chat box, uh, the link to join today's chat show is in today's video description if you are over the age of 18. I'm installing, as I've put in our private chat, the supermarket law. If I don't think you look over 25, you aren't getting in. That's the only risk that I can take. I can't exactly ask for ID in this scenario, but thank you everybody that is tuning in. Uh, do join us. Uh, I'll be bringing in some more guests very soon soon uh, let's go around one more time everybody um josh the the idea that arsenal will obviously go into this game against manchester united at the weekend with lukonga probably is the only option i mean even if we sign louise is he going to be in the squad i mean potentially he played last night against arsenal there's scope there but is there concern growing for you with these injuries that lukonga may not be ready to you know take us into that kind of game with enough quality um I think this goes either one of two ways for his Arsenal career. I think he hits the ground running. He flies. He doesn't necessarily walk through, but he looks confident. He holds his place and he basically instills trust in him. Or it goes completely the other way and he completely crashes and burns under the pressure of it. And I think mm. this is very much a time where he has to either grab it with two, two hands or I think he could be out on loan in something like January or something like that if he's not looking ready. And we look at revisiting him again in a season or two's time and bringing him in there. But I think this is his make or break. He, it's a bit like Nketiah said in the Arsenal documentary where he said, I keep waiting for my opportunity. I keep waiting for my opportunity. Where is it? Where is it? Zambi has now got his opportunity. He has to take it. This is it for him. I think mm. if not, I think if he starts falling, I think... Arteta will be the first person to come around halfway through the first half even, pull him off and go and stick in somewhere like a Zinchenko or a Douglas Luiz or something like that. Um, I don't think he'll have to be too worried about doing so, but I think this game coming up on the weekend could potentially be his most influential in an Arsenal shirt. I mean, that's a big call, Pablo. For you, we saw Lukonga, you know, the start of last season that was actually impressing a lot. And then he was dropped because Xhaka and Partey, of course, were both fit and available. And in the second half of last season, it was Elneny that was chosen over him. Were you surprised how kind of comfortably he jumped into the game yesterday? Uh, no, you could, I mean, the boy's got talent. You can see it. We saw it at the beginning of last season as well. You can really see that he has got the talent. I think he was thrown a bit under the bus um, last season because he started off really well. And then due to injuries and not having a the personnel there to sort of support him, don't forget he's only a young lad, he was practically having to run a midfield by himself. And there ain't many players, 28 to 30-year-old, that can do that anyway, let alone a young lad like him. So the potential's there as long as we sort of support him and he has the right players around him. Um, I think you're always going to see that sort of performance from him. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he was unfortunate. I mean, lacking cup competitions really did hurt kind of his introduction into the side. You know, he's definitely going to get more opportunities now in the Europa League. I mean, he's going to get opportunities now because it's we're, we're down in terms of injury. So perhaps we weren't expecting to get him those minutes so soon. Um, okay, let me ask you kind of your thoughts around Fabio Vieira because we've not really had an opportunity to see him so much. Do you kind of get why he's not been used yet? Or are you a little concerned maybe that he's not got his opportunity so far? I'm not concerned at all. I think that's the right approach with someone like Vieira coming in straight to the Premier League is difficult. Mm. There's so many competitions that he's going to get so much minutes in over the course of the next few months. Um, they're going to start next week. Uh, we're going to have Europe. We're going to have uh, the League Cup. Um, and this is going to be a good baptism for him into the team. And he's just going to obviously blitz and walk straight into the you know, first 11. And then we're going to be like, you know, Martinelli who? But um, no, hmm. I'm I think uh, I think Vieira's uh, ascent has to be managed. He's already picked up an injury, which is another thing we're not talking enough about, the fact that we do pick up more injuries than usual. Um, and, you know, we've got theories about that. But I think in terms of Vieira, I think specifically... Um, ease him into it uh he clearly needs to also bulk up a little bit uh you know it's 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 not a deal breaker we've had small players uh in the Wenger era and it's you know they've, they've done wonders with us and it's not necessarily an issue but I think a little bit of beefing up over the next few months we'll see him walk into the next season I think mm. um a little bit more established give him minutes um give him confidence. And I think what Josh said there and Pablo as well touched on that. The confidence is so essential with these young kids and you don't mm. want to kill their confidence. Even if, we saw what happened to Charlie Patino last year. It wasn't great. Um, we can argue that the same thing has happened with Nuno on several occasions. Um, when they're doing well, we're all behind them and everything. But when things don't go too well, I think we've got to realize their age profile, realize the limitations, realize how difficult it is to play for Arsenal in the Premier League. It's not easy. I mean, mm. players have to go through so much to get to the level by which they can be candidates to play for Arsenal. You know, in, in, in just because they've got talent does not guarantee them entry. Uh, it guarantees them the chance for entry. And, you know, Josh was talking about, um, was it Josh or Pablo, sorry, talking about the need for Sambi to kind of take his opportunity and seize it. Um, same thing for Vieira. I think it's important for us to kind of realize that if they don't get the chance or they don't take their chance the first time, the second time, there's, you know, obviously something that's going to start playing in the back of their minds and impact them. And we don't want that to kind of become a thing with all our players. We want our players to be eased into the team. And that's another thing. I think last year, what we noticed was so many of these players like Sambi were dropped into weakened teams, teams that mm. already were weak. And that doesn't give them what they need to play their game. Because somebody like Sambi, when they're playing along 10 other starters, we can see them yesterday. They're pinging the passes. They're playing the good football. They're confident. They're doing the thing. But, you know, you drop them in to a second team playing in the League Cup or the Europa Cup, and suddenly their weaknesses are exposed. And I think that's something that we need to get better at. Ease those players into starting 11s rather than easing them into second teams. Smashed it, mate. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Really good points, well mate. We're going to finish off this first section before we get our next group of guests on with a prediction as to whether or not you think that Douglas Louise will indeed arrive at Arsenal before the deadline. Yes, I'm putting you on the spot. Josh, we'll start with you. What do you think? Yeah, as I said earlier, I think Dendonka is almost certainly going the opposite way. Um, I yeah, I think it's I think it's probably not far off already done now. To be fair, they've got their answer on Dendonka. I think he'll be here. We're probably going to get as far as saying in the next three hours. 
Lovely stuff. I love the optimism. Pablo? Uh, I'm going to go the complete opposite and think that it's, we're not going to get it done. I think oh, it's too late. The pessimist. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we've gone in too late for it and I can't see Villa wanting to sell him to us. Lovely stuff. Okay. No, I think we get it done. It wouldn't have come out this late if we don't think we can get it done. If this was something that's been lingering for a few days, I think that the chances is we would have said no. But the fact is, I think this is probably something that the team, the club have been working on for a while and not bringing it to the surface and then bringing it to the surface in the last minute. These things don't just suddenly pop up. Um, I have a good feeling they will get it done. But if they don't get it done, I'm also not going to panic because I still think this squad can get us through to January if they pull together, play their game, follow um, Arteta's tactics and implement them. Because a lot of the times, the reason we don't get the results, we're not implementing the tactics. Um, so if they, if, if they implement the game plans, which I think we can do from now until January, then in January we can get more long-term. Um, obviously, Louise is a long-term signing, but I think you know we could also look at more options potentially. So if we get in, that'll be brilliant. I think we'll all be happy. But if we don't, I still wouldn't panic. I still think we've got what, we, what it takes to get us over the line. Talk. Lovely stuff. Cheers. Okay, Pablo, Josh, thank you so much for your time, boys. Really appreciate thank you. it. Bye -bye. Speak thank to you soon. Have a good Cheers. one. Massive thank you to Jay, Pablo, and uh, Josh for jumping. Uh, Jay? JK, sorry, that's awful. Okay, <laughs> Pablo and Josh for jumping on the show. Um, really appreciate the time. Uh, we're going to bring on our next three guests. We're doing it in order. Um, we've had a fair few people jump on. I can see them all in the background, but I've got to be fair to people. Uh, Angelus, thank you so much for joining us again. How you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, mate. Um, enjoying deadline day. How about you? Yeah, not bad. So you got your yellow shirt on. Was that intentional? or <laughs> <laughs> Taking a leaf out of uh, the book of many hoping that we're going to get a transfer presenters. and yeah. Sky Sports presenters got to look smart. Absolutely. I saw David James wearing what yellow trainers earlier on. To yeah. Some, something way. strange, something <laughs> odd, but it draws the eye, doesn't it? Let's bring in King. How are you doing, mate? You good? How are you? Yo, Tom, I'm good. I'm good. And congratulations once again. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy for you, man. Well done. Thanks, mate. Lovely stuff. And a debutant on the channel, we've got Musa. How you doing, Musa? You good? I'm good, Tom. Congrats on the wedding, mate. Thanks. Appreciate that. I feel like, King, you've put pressure on everyone to say congrats now. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you've done. Uh, Musa, let's start with you. New to the channel. Where are you joining us from, first of all? Love the shirt, by uh, the way. Fantastic. Yeah. Jamaican colours. Uh, South London. I mean, too. Oh, brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Tell me how you're feeling about Douglas Louise's potential move, mate. Um, good. I think we need to do it. I do mm. think we're very light in midfield. Um, if you think that Xhaka, Partey, after that, it's a big drop-off. If you look at a number eight situation, our best next number eight is probably Lukonga. He's currently having to play as a six, which doesn't bode well for the next few months if these injuries are going to keep happening as they tend to with our midfielders, especially with Partey. And El Nenny looks like he's going to be out for at least three or four months. Uh, I do think we do need a bit more strength there. Um, I've seen a few Villa guys saying that they worry about him as a six, but I do think it's a bit different playing six for Arsenal as we play, especially with our inverted fullbacks and playing six mm. for Villa when you're a bit of a one-man army hoping for the best. So I think it's a good signing. Um, hopefully we get it done because if our midfield is going to be Lokonga, Xhaka, hopefully Odegaard isn't injured, against potentially Casemiro, Fred mm. and Bruno Fernandes on the weekend. It's a bit of an unfair matchup. 
although Lukonga played excellent last night. He did indeed, yeah. Um, yeah. Casemiro coming in, of course, Anthony, whether we know that he's going to be fit, we'll have to wait and see. I feel as though Anthony might be on the bench for United. You get that feeling when yeah. a new player comes, especially from abroad, um, that they would be on the bench. But Casemiro, of course, has been on the bench already. I think he probably has a good chance of starting. Odegaard is, is a worry. We don't know. We haven't got clarity on that. Press conference is tomorrow with Arteta, so hopefully we'll get some clarity on that situation. King? Douglas Louise, exciting that we might get a deadline day deal done. Although that said, you know, there is still firm kind of rumours coming out that Villa do not want to sell. How do you feel about the transfer and how confident are you that it might happen? Well, I don't think it's a coincidence that as soon as we were linked to him, they went and bought uh, Dan Donker. I just think mm. that they're playing uh, hardball with us. But we'll have been open to selling Douglas Louise ever since he turned down the opportunity to renew his contract and i was very happy when we were linked to him before because i think he's a quality player i think he is quite he reminds me a bit of thomas Partey when he plays as a number six in the sense of he might not have the best uh, passing stats but that's more because of the structure around villa and the risk he takes with his passing but i think if he comes to arsenal with his uh, ability on the ball, he's got good technique, he, he's mobile. Uh, I think he would do very well in that sixth role. And we could even see us sometimes maybe switch to a double pivot with, with him and mm. Sambi Lokonga playing together. So uh, I'm, I'm for it. I think he's a quality player. He's Premier League proven. He's 24 years old and he will not cost too much as well. So I'm excited. I hope we get him. I think he's a good player. Angelus, I see you nodding along with what King's saying there. Equally, I mean, you joined me yesterday, of course, and we thought mm -hmm. Danilo might be the guy. It now looks to be Louise. Does that still excite you? Well, I mean, you know that I've always been, like what I said yesterday, Tielemans all the way. But considering the issues that I brought up yesterday about Tielemans, the fact that the other deal looks like it's going to be more towards a January signing now from what I've seen mm. today, as opposed to something now... Douglas Weeze is a good player. I mean, I know that he didn't have the best of times when he was at City, but I think that was more towards work permits more than anything from murmurs and things that I've seen come out today. But I think it's a good choice. He's young, he's 24, I believe. He's Brazilian as well. So, you know, it fits our mark for this season as well. And yeah, he gives cover two positions. We've still got, like what we said in the previous guys, we've got Fabio Vieira still to come in. And I think a lot of people kind of forget the stats that Fabio Vieira had last season, similarly to what Luis Diaz did before he came along. I mean, he was double digits for assists. I think mm. he had over 20 goals and assists last season and we're still yet to see that play. So all in all, if we get it done, I think it's good. And from what I've seen as well on Sky Sports, the medical for Den Donkers underway at Villa. So hopefully yes. if that goes well, and I would assume it's based on whether the medical goes well, that... They can accept what we've done and apparently Douglas Louise is pushing for the move. So I see it becoming more and more locked that he's the hours tick by by the looks of it. Yeah, I mean, it's hopeful, isn't it? You'd think that that signing was one in reaction to potentially Louise leaving. So even though there's this line coming out that they don't want to sell, and to be honest, speaking to a, a good Villa supporting friend of mine, you know, they say that they actually needed a midfielder on top of Louis. So, you know, then Dunker would still be an asset to them, even if they didn't let go of Louise, especially considering Louise is more of a forward eight than a out-and-out -out number six. I mean, Moose, Angela said there that potentially we might wait until January for a wide player. 
is that frustrating for you? I mean, especially considering we allowed Nicolas Pepe to go on loan um, and you look at the right wing options, it looks to be Bakaya Saka and then Marquinhos, I guess. Vieira, of course, can play in the right-hand side position if we needed him to. But do you feel like we should have put more emphasis on trying to get a wide player in before the deadline? No. Um, Tell I think us why. we have a lot stacked in that position. I think a previous guy said... You know, Emil Smith-Rowe, Saka, Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, Marquinhos. There are a few players, but not mm. at Saka's level. Let's not pretend that they're at Saka's level. But we don't potentially need someone to always be at Saka's level. At this point, Pepe wasn't either anywhere close to Saka's level. Um, it would have been nice, like Neto, would have been really, really nice. There's a few players that would have been great. But I'm rather they waited. Like, I'm starting to have faith in Edu and Arteta that they know way more about our finances. They know way more about the way structure. They know way more about just the general personalities within the dressing room and what will be a good fit. Mm. And if the right player for them was gettable at the right price, I'm sure they would have. I'd be more concerned if we didn't get a midfielder in. But you've been saying it since middle of last year. We really need a centre midfielder of some description, whether it's yeah. Tielemans, who would be awesome, or Douglas Ruiz, who wouldn't have been on my original list, but you know, needs must. There are lots of players that can do a very good job for us. Uh, but I wouldn't be massively frustrated if we didn't get a winger saying, I'm probably going to curse Saka to an injury now. Um, <laughs> Easy done but, those days. Yeah, but I feel like we've got a lot of potential cover. We've got a lot of players in there, even Reese Nelson, that can come in and have something to prove, have something to show, and can add something different. And Saka is pretty consistent. He's getting better as the season goes as well. So, a bit of rest here and then, I think. Should have enough until January at the earliest. Just before I go to King, uh, some breaking news from David Ornstein. Um, Arsenal plan on going back in with a second offer for Aston Villa midfielder Douglas Luiz. Opening AFC approach was unsuccessful, but they aren't giving up. Villa insists 24-year-old will not be leaving, but the player is believed to be keen on the move. How does that make you feel, King, hearing that? Do you still feel confident that this can be done? I mean, how do you feel that Villa sitting there going, nope, not going anywhere, not selling him, but who knows? We've seen stranger things happen. Call me insane, but I feel even more confident. The fact that we are willing to put in a second bid. Uh, Arsenal don't strike me as a club who put in bids if they're not confident on, on getting the player done. I think it's good tactics from Villa. They don't. Why would they let him go for a minimal fee when they know that Arsenal need him? They've seen that we need a, C, a CDM or a CM, and they know that he's Premier League proven and that he's 24 years. He's... Brazilian, he's, I think he's played a few caps for Brazil as well. So mm -hmm. yeah. why yeah. why would they just give it to us? Especially when they are a team that has aspiration to kind of compete with us. I know they failed a lot with that, but obviously if we want to buy him, we're going to have to pay uh, a fee that they are comfortable with. So I think it's just tactics from, from their side, but uh, he's going to sign for us. I love the confidence, mate. I love it. Angelus, what, let me play through the worst case scenario. Nothing happens. We don't sign him. Villa stand firm. They don't accept any further bids and Arsenal are left, you know, twiddling their thumbs at the end of the window. It means we wouldn't have signed a player since July. You know, all of August would not have seen a player arrive. How would that make you feel about how overall we've handled the transfer window? Um, funnily enough, I've come prepared for such a... Question. I love this. 
This is great. Re- I mean, I'll, I think I've um, sent you some of the graphics that I tend to produce in my spare time mm. whilst at work because with what I do, I get a lot of free time. So I'm able to sit there and flick around with Excel and I've made up my own, or well, I say my own, what we've got in regards to squad depth and potential positions for players and where they can play if we're in the potential point where we have no injuries of which, you know, it's not likely that would happen. But if we get no forwards uh, in regards to left or right, whichever one it may be, if we get no midfielders, the business we've done has been smart. And before these injuries, and I get injuries always cause something. If we weren't in the last days of the transfer window and we had these injuries and you've got Zinchenko, he can play a number six, he can play a number eight if you really need him to. He's done that before. You've got both, yes, Partey and Elneny, but you've got Lekonga, which has filled in and has done well on that previously. You've got Vieira, of which you can play a number eight or you can play a number 10. You've got Smith Rowe, who can do multiple different positions. Marquinhos, of which he was brought in specifically for an under 21, under 23 role, did much like what Martinelli did, impressed, and has now been brought up into the first team and is on the bench. Yes, he hasn't played yet, but there's still a lot that we've got to see. And we've still got a lot of players that are still coming through. And we've still got our youth players as well that may not have had a impact yet, but it's still going to come through. Like I'm still itching to see Miguel Aziz mm. on, on point and see what he can do in th- this sort of team. So... If we don't get somebody, it will be disappointing. Yes, it will be less than what we thought we could do. But I think we've done smart in regards to previous windows. We've gone and done our business early, got cover in multiple positions. And unfortunately, we've just been unlucky with Partey getting the routine injury and Elneny getting hit the first injury. And as long as I can remember, within three days of that happening. So I don't think it's as drastic as what some people may think. We'll have to wait and see if indeed we do face problems or if Angelus is right and we have enough firepower to deal with it. Uh, We're going to bring in our final three guests, but I'd like to say a massive thank you to Angelus King and Musa for taking the time out their afternoons to join us. Thank you, boys. Really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Have a fantastic rest of the deadline day. See you soon. Have a good one. See you later. Massive thank you to King and Musa and Angelus, of course, for their time. We're going to move on to our next three guests. First of all, it's my most favourite positive person on the planet. It's Ojo. How are you doing, mate? You good? You well? I'm good. Tom, congratulations on the wedding. It's Thank like you, taking mate. the Nino because King had, to, King had to say it first. So <laughs> you had it all primed and ready to be first and he's stolen it away. But no, yeah. thank you for coming we're, on. We're... Top of the league and not celebrating though. Not celebrating at all, mate. Of course, no, it's frowned upon. <laughs> uh, let's also bring in Daniel. How you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Listen, congratulations on the Thanks, uh, the wedding. Well done for joining the life sentence. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoy it, It's not it, as mate. bad as they say. It's not as bad <laughs> as they say. Um, and finally, let's bring in Elliot, who's worn a yellow shirt just for the occasion. It is deadline day indeed. How you doing, my friend? You all right? All right, sir. Uh, again, congratulations on your nuptials, sir. I, uh, right. uh, I hope you are enjoying your uh, new time under uh, under arrest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're joining us from work again. Like, I double up on the lunchtime yes. breaks yes. to yes. talk yes. Arsenal. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, all those things. I love the chat box were going in yesterday on joining us on your lunchtime break. They're jealous that they that you can talk about <laughs> Arsenal for your job, but we appreciate all the uh, the attendance. Uh, Elliot, let's start with you. Douglas Louise, how are we feeling about that? Because you were very excited yesterday about Danilo. It doesn't look like it's going to be him, but it looks like it could be Louise. I am excited. As long as we have someone who is competent, who is permanently proven, who can fill the boots of our great man, Mr. Farte, then I'm excited. Uh, there's, you know, this this guy clearly has experience with Arteta, another Artetaite uh, that's coming in, and you know, he's going to bring us, you know, he's going to bring us that, you know, the peace of mind that mm-hmm. that's that, you know, that confidence, that that ability in the position, and you know, there's not. There's nothing to be afraid of. And at a good price as well. Come on, guys. It's, it's a no-brainer. Get it done. Get somebody in. Hopefully, you can get somebody else in. But with, uh, overall, with that, with that, I am totally excited about that. Yes, I wish it was Danilo. But mm. Douglas Louise, fine. Dan, Douglas Louise, where's your head at, my friend? Do you know what? I'm not... It wouldn't be my first choice. But I've mm. got to be honest. I'm fully trusting this recruitment process this summer. You know, all the signings that we've signed have been top draw. Um, so even though it's he's not really my first choice, I actually sit there and go, okay, listen, we've got to trust in the recruitment because so far it's been fantastic. You know, with Shinchenko, uh, Jesus, obviously we've yet to see Vieira. Um, and then obviously we've seen Marquinhos, who's been, who's been decent. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of 50-50, but more because that he wouldn't be my first choice than anything else. But yeah, I'm really trusting of this recruitment process and we have to be, they haven't let us down yet so far this summer. It's just bit bit that has happened that, you know, because of all these injuries, which seems to be a problem for us yet again, going into another season. But yeah, listen, as, as recruitment goes, I think it's uh, pretty decent. I love this comment from Daniel Robert in the chat box. He says, this guy scores directly from corners, ripped to Nicholas Jova, our set-piece specialist. You know, <laughs> Imagine what this guy could do with someone who can score directly from a corner. Uh, very impressive indeed. Ojo, let's get your thoughts on, on Douglas Louise before we go into some more details about stuff. What do you think? I think it's a good signing, but not because we're getting Douglas Louise. I'm just glad my club actually saw a need and for the first time in 20 years, they decided, oh God, we need a defensive midfielder this season. And they actually went and got one. Normally, I expect uh, Arsenal to say, okay, we have all our midfielders are injured. Uh, why don't we re- play Ramsdale in midfield and play Turner in goal? So that is what I expected <laughs> Arsenal to do. But uh, this is actually progress. You know? They are able to find that uh, there was a situation and it was getting drastic because even till... You know, this week, Arsenal was thinking, you know, El Nene is there, Lokongo is there. Why should we go ahead for a, a, a midfielder? Even though the entire fan base could see there is a hole and we, we, we knew Partey was going to get injured. But uh, this is actually progress at the, at the club's level, actually. So that is the reason for my joy. Douglas Lewis is a good player. Uh, I'm. It is kind of weird that we didn't go for T-Levins. It is also weird that no one else is going for T-Levins. Like, Why do you think is... that is? Why is no one else going for him? I don't know, Tom. Maybe maybe there are some issues in the background. that Because Chelsea need a midfielder. United need a midfielder. Liverpool need a midfielder. They would rather mm. go and get Arthur from Italy 
then then i have telemans who basically is homeless right now the the rumor is he, he vacated and his family is staying in the yeah, hotel yeah do you remember that i remember that story that he was selling his house <laughs> what on earth happened to that yeah, yeah. Pe- people took pictures of his refrigerator you know with his daughter's name <laughs> but the guy is living with uh, out of suitcases and still nobody came calling so that is a bit fishy but we we have a player i'm i'm pretty sure we will get douglas lewis and uh, any how regardless we are top of the league so it doesn't matter um there's some interesting news Sammy Watbell from the Mail has just reported saying Arsenal working on the second offer after the original 20 million pound bid was rejected sources indicate it will be worth in the region of 23 million pounds however Villa are still determined to keep Louise I mean Elliot what does it make you think when you read about Villa being determined does it put you down about this at all oh let me take you off mute first that's me that's my bad oh, Go on. <laughs> thank you Tom uh <laughs> No, you know, to be to, to be fair, I mean, Villa, you know, want good value, you know, for their player, and you know, they know that Arsenal are, you know, not exactly broke, so mm. they're going to try and uh, drive up the price as much as possible. I mean, they would love a bidding war, but nobody's coming in. I mean, our last threat really was Liverpool, and they're signing our tour. So, uh, at the end of the day, uh, they're going to try and get as much as possible, but you know, they, they're going to there's going to come to a point where they, they you know. All, uh, all bidding must cease, and you know we'll uh, we'll get our player because clearly he wants to come to us. Clearly, it's um it's a deal that can be done. You know, you had that you know that little cheeky little discussion between Jesus and Luis after the game. Say, hey, buddy, how, what do you think about Arsenal? Say, oh, well, that's pretty good. You know, you may want to come down. Say, yeah, okay, you want to stay at mine? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. No, no. <laughs> so you know to hurry the process up. So again, I uh, you know it, it's it, getting back to your question. I think it's clearly just about. You know, getting as much for Louise as possible from Villa's side, and you know, it, it, you know, I think it's going to come to a conclusion that you know, it, it's time. You know, they'll, they'll get like twenty-five and maybe a few add-ons here and there, and then yeah. we'll, you know, we'll call it quits, and you know, uh, and Louise will be ours because this is, I think, moved towards that step. With that second bid, I think it's now come to a point where, you know, they have to come to terms with the fact that they're going to lose Douglas Lewis. They've already got their 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 uh replacement in uh is it who is it now who's uh then donker that's it from from wolves and quite simply you know it's it's you know they're out of options now so again i think it's it's you know it's it's coming to a head and uh as soon he'll be uh, he'll be ours and i'll be excited about it I hope you're right because, boy, some people are going to look silly in six hours' time or eight hours' time if we haven't signed anyone. Oh, I hope, I hope for our sake that we have. Um, Daniel, you said that you were trusting, you know, a lot of what the recruitment's going on in the world of Arsenal right now. You were trusting what um, we're, we're trying to do. A position that we don't look like we're going to get in is that wide forwards. You know, we've allowed Nicolas Pepe to leave. Is that a concern for you, or do you have faith in the? depth that we have in the wide areas do you know it is a concern but it's not as much of a concern that i thought it probably would be um Mm. i I realize that probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense um but i mean we have got marquinos we've also got Vieira that can play in those positions as well I, i think looking at it on balance right now the midfield is the concern because losing party and el nenny um Listen, I like Lakonga. I like um, I like Granite Xhaka, but I think the problem is when when you start stripping those players away, it only takes another injury in that area, and we're in we're in crisis point. So I do think we need somebody like a Douglas Louise. I, I I'm still a bit baffled 
as to why we've not gone for Tielemans. This one is really confusing yeah. because, mm. you know, when the window opened, Tielemans was probably the first deal that you could look on and go, do you know what, we could actually do this and get this over the line as our first deal. But the fact is, we haven't got it done. So either something's going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, or they they just don't fancy Tielemans as a viable option. Because I thought with a midfield crisis, they would have gone, do you know what, Tielemans is there, he's waiting for us. We've got an agreement in place. Let's go and get it done. The fact that they've gone from... Um, him straight to Douglas Louise kind of suggests that maybe Arsenal don't fancy him. And we know with the current recruitment process that Arsenal have, that they're not going to panic by. Um, they're going to try and get the best possible player to fit the system. So it's a bit, it's a bit confusing with this Tielemans one, but I think, mm. I, I think the midfield is the more priority because of those injuries. Yeah, I mean, especially when you consider we've got you know games in Europe coming up, um, and that's it. We got to... games. Yeah, we got cool. games every three days, Tom. We got games. Mm. You know, we're, we're going to have the squad is going to be stretched this season for a majority of the season. I know we have got that break in November, but players are going to go off, and we don't know what players are going to come back for injury. Um, I think I'm taking comfort in the fact that it's not just us that's got the injuries. There are other clubs, you know, you look at Liverpool, they've got a whole host of injuries. So I'm just taking comfort from the fact that a lot of clubs are having injuries right now because of the maybe congested fixture list. Um, mm. I, I mean, another concern um, of mine is not necessarily about recruitment, but it's why does Thomas Party always keep getting injured? <laughs> I mean, it's always the Great same. Question. The same with this fire problem what what's going on with this you know mm. and why is arsenal's medical team always always fails to get a grip on these kind of injuries you know shinchenko's come in he's picked up an injury um i, I and i was looking at all um his injury record at man city and it's it's not as bad and then the moment he comes to arsenal he starts picking up an injury with the first few weeks. So I think I'd be looking internally as to what the problem is. Because why are these, why is it happening when players, new players, and there's, and it was the same with Thomas Party when he was at Atletico Madrid, he had no injury. His injury record was decent. But mm. since oh, he's been at injured. Arsenal, he's just getting injured all the time. He spends more time on the treatment table than he does on the pitch. Yeah, it's a concern. And I think that you're right in suggesting that hopefully internal kind of stuff is is being looked at. I know that there have been changes in the physio room over the past few years or so, and hopefully that starts to have more of a long-term effect. But certainly in regards to players like Partey and Tierney that have these repetitive problems, they don't seem to see an end to it right now. Ojo, um, let's let's round off this discussion uh, with kind of your thoughts about the window as a whole. You know, we, we could potentially be bringing in Louise. Fingers crossed that happens. Jesus, Zinchenko, Fabio Vieira, Marquinhos, Turner. That represents Arsenal spending, if Louise is confirmed, once again, well over £100 million. Is that a window ahead of this particular season with the aims that we all have in mind good enough or did we need to do more? If it were up to me, I would probably get both Telemans and Luis. Mm. But uh, looking at the scope of the league and how much people are spending on players, now players like Anthony is going for £90 million. Anthony Gordon, Chelsea went and tried to spend £60 million on 
on him. The Chalison is 60. So for the for the cost we paid for our players and, and the type of players we got in and the type of players we are getting out as well. So Pepe, we couldn't sell. We sent him on loan. Nunotavares needed some more experience. So we were sent him out on loan. So I think Arsenal as a club, um, even on the transfer window table, we are on top this year. And uh, yeah. And it has it has been very good business. Maybe we would have there are things we could have improved. We could have actually tried to get some money for sales, but maybe that is something that we have you know goals set for next year. Um, but all in all, our incomings has been very good. And 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 uh, it's, as what Daniel said, you no, know, we have recurring in, injuries. And uh, one thing Arsenal should not do is go and find Pogba and talk to a switch doctor. To fix the injuries, because <laughs> no, it's not going to work. <laughs> oh yeah, the curse, the curse that Pogba can put on players. So unbelievable. Hopefully, Arsenal will stay away from that as much as they can. We're going to end the show, of course, by asking a prediction about whether you think Louise will happen or not. Elliot, yes or no? Yes, yes, yes. Daniel, uh, I think it will happen. I think it'll be last gasp, ten minutes to go, and that's when it will get announced. <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? Deadline day. It's all the way with Arsenal, right. man. And it's, it's, and it's always the way of our, It's going to be another <laughs> our shoving moment, do you know what I mean? With like two seconds oh, to go, yeah. and he comes yeah. off the subs bench and gets announced, you know? I'll tell you what, Amazon missed a trick not doing this season. I'll tell you they what. Should they should really have done really this. I, do you know what? I said that. I said they should have done this season. They should. It, they would have been so brilliant to do the transfer window in this season, but mm, it is what it indeed. is. It is indeed. Oh, Joe? Uh, someone said his middle name is Gabriel. So I it think is, already... yeah. I think he's already registered. Arsenal will just show the sheet and point to some Gabriel and say he's already a player. But I think I think he's definitely going to come in. I think we have somehow managed to ace this transfer window as well. And uh, I hope the luck continues. Absolutely. Elliot, Daniel, OJ, thank you so much for your time, boys. Really appreciate it. Thank you for your views, as always. Uh, have a fantastic rest of deadline day. I hope you enjoy it. Cheers, thanks, Tom. I got a busy one. I got to go and do my show now. So oh, enjoy, enjoy, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, Bailey, I got busy. Sure you check it out. Yeah, five hour back show. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Stuff. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Ojo. Cheers, Elliot. Cheers. Cheers, Daniel. Much appreciate your time. Um, we will see the boys. I'm sure back on a future show uh, as well. Um, but yeah, we're going to round things off there. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you have a fruitful end to your deadline day. Uh, if Indeed, the Douglas Louise deal progresses to a point where it looks like it will be happening. I will drop the tactical breakdown that I have pre-recorded on him. I don't really want to upload something on a player that ends up sillily not happening, but I did record one earlier on today. So if it does indeed look like it's going to happen, I will drop the tactical breakdown on Douglas Louise. For that to happen, probably we need to see an agreement between the clubs um, before that. That could end up being something like 11 o'clock at night. If it is, I'll still drop it. So you've got your promise from me that a tactical breakdown will happen. I'm now starting a 4 till 12 midnight shift for Football.London. So make sure you keep track of everything that's going on in the world of Arsenal's transfers over on FL. We have a live transfer blog going. I'll be writing pieces throughout the evening and covering whatever's happening. We'll also probably be doing an evening show on the Arsenal way with Bailey and the likes. So do join us over there. We'll try and dig out some information for you as best we can. Drop a like on the video. Subscribe if you're new. I'll be back tomorrow morning, as always, at 8 a.m., bringing you the fallout to what happens later on this evening. But it's been a genuine pleasure. A massive thank you to the guests that came on today. I think these phone-in shows are really turning out to be something quite special. Hopefully we can do them more throughout the course of the season. Have a fantastic evening. See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.